Well, hello everyone, Fitz here. You are about to listen to a very special episode of the RC Roundtable, as it was our five-year anniversary show. The show was presented live on our YouTube and Facebook channels, so there will be visual references to many of our comments. So we encourage you to seek out the replays there if your imagination is lacking. That said, it's been a great five years, and we owe it all to you, our listeners. Enjoy. Welcome to the RC Roundtable Podcast, where we discuss the latest RC hobby news, events, model reviews, and a whole lot more. Hey there. (laughs) I just heard Fitz's voice, but I don't see his face. Just so you'll know, we fired Fitz the last minute. (laughs) We're going to have to change it to a two-bladed prop now. (laughs) <laughs> we go to a square table in that case hey everyone we we decided not to wait for fits you said that's, he's coming that's how we roll our fifth year anniversary guys and i quote hold your horses so i think he'll be coming along shortly uh well we don't usually have a lot of people like waiting and holding their breath to do the show so we'll just say hi to those who are on the chat room right now so george and jermaine hi guys thanks for joining our show and adam's here adam and raymond hello fellas and trailer fits (laughs) you couldn't wait a minute what is what you what is with you guys no don't you know all the cool don't you know all the cool youtubers are always late there is, is such a thing as fashionably late in the YouTube world. Well, then you hmm. must be the cool YouTuber in our show because you were late. <laughs> well, you were late setting the link. <laughs> it was my fault. Yeah. It yeah, was. We... I sent the link at the last second. Then I realized, oh, wait a minute, the camera's not set up properly because I didn't have the link to test it with. Right. We did a head first slide into this one. Uh, right. It's Spin- like glowy. Yeah, you've got glowy. a little lens glare there. <laughs> that light to your right shoulder is. Hey, my wife chimed Above. in and said happy anniversary. Oh. Hold on. There's a switch here. How about now? Of course, I'm in the dark now. Mm, it's about the same. Well, you may have lens glare from your camera. Yeah, it's <laughs> like on. Let me right that. at that bulb behind you. I don't know. Maybe he's just glowy. <laughs> it's an orb. Or you have a thumbprint on your camera. Is that Tinkerbell? It could be uh, uh, something on the camera. <laughs> Gilligan's Island. <laughs> <laughs> he's the skipper. <laughs> hey, little buddy. <laughs> uh, yeah, Fitz was a little. <laughs> I I gotta tell you, this is exactly what I was hoping for. We did not have an agenda. We we all got together within a minute of the timeline for it to start. And yes, it was my fault. I'll accept the blame. I was having login issues with Streamyard because of asking for a code, and I couldn't log into our account. So, anyway, <laughs> we're all here now. We've started later than this before. I think we have. Not that we enjoy it, but this is not the worst start we've had. But we are here and celebrating a wonderful anniversary. Mazel tov. Mazel tov. Cinco de Mayo. (laughs) That too. So do you know what the traditional fifth year anniversary gift is? Oh, I don't know. I hope it's it's an airplane. Sort of. It's wood. Oh. So you call it balsa. What? Yeah. (laughs) Wood. 
Okay. I think that'd be perfect. <laughs> Here, honey, here's a two by four. <laughs> Happy anniversary. So well, then have everybody send us kits for our anniversary. Mm. Oh, okay. Now, I like that idea. <laughs> I, I knew Fitz would like that. <laughs> I think I like that idea uh, quite a bit. So, Is foam anywhere on that list? Probably not. Oh, let's do a foam. Let's do balsa. Yeah. Balsa or basswood. Or... Well, what if you cover the foam with wood, like a sheeted wing? That's right. It's technically you're getting wood. Uh, okay, I, I guess you're getting weird uh, already. That's how my my sig is. My sig one Cessna one fifty. Yeah. yeah. Sheeted. Uh, all right, so Lee, you brought this milestone up. I honestly haven't been keeping track. So what what did what did we do five years ago? Was our first episode or was the idea? First, our first released episode. Exactly. Like yes. May 5th? It's actually May 5th. Huh. How about that? I mean, I guess I could go pull up. Uh, I mean, it would. I'd be doing a lot of scrolling right. <laughs> on our uh, on our website because we have it split up in chunks. Right. But uh, yeah. All right. Well, who knew? Who knew? And we hope you guys have been listening. We we appreciate those who are listening and not just uh, following us on YouTube. What is Fitz doing? He just turned orange. <laughs> Should I just fixate fixate on? Oh my God! Now he's blue. Yeah. Let me do him solo. <laughs> he's got. Blue he's got eyes his ring light too. on. Yeah. Yeah, my ring light's on because it's in my glasses now. Jeez. Uh, hey, we can see what's behind him. He's got the new A10. Oh yeah! Look at that. Oh yeah, I got some new toys that came in. How about that? Right. Here we go. So you've got lots of new toys. I've got a few new toys. I think Lee might have a few new toys or a new toy. It's, yeah, it's in the house. And so I guess you're not planning to talk about it. What my new toy? Yeah. Oh, I think I've already mentioned it. On are you talking about the the P38? Uh, anything. I don't know what I'm talking oh. about. I just thought you had yeah. new stuff. I, I have a P38 I have not been able to put my hands on or my hand on. <laughs> That's thus thus the Lefty. name Lefty. <laughs> well, let's talk about I, I'm learning to use the mouse with my left hand now. I'm, I'm becoming ambidextrous. Are you going to be able to go back? Uh, I hope you, so. You're going to have two mice, one on each side. You're going to be uh. so efficient. So just to follow up, I mean, for those of you who haven't seen, I'm in a... I'm in a sling. I've had surgery done on my shoulder, and it is not fun. I do not recommend it to anybody. <laughs> just walk away. It's expensive and painful. So I just remember I had something similar when I was in middle school, I believe. I broke the finger, two fingers on my right hand. So basically I had a useless right hand for however long it took to heal, so I had to learn to write and do stuff with my left hand. So to this day, I am kind of semi-ambidextrous because of huh. that i thought you were going to talk about the arm sling but you were just talking about no. yeah, okay because you're the thing you're talking about would have been in the 1980s i presume right yeah yeah Back then, and so i had a book. cast on a, my up to the elbow <laughs> and the fingers were kind of yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> made out you of wood a, you had a cast for a broken finger yeah, when I had to do surgery, I actually shattered the bone. In fact, one finger still has some metal wrapping wire, whatever you want to call it, in it. And they had they had two metal splints that they had to pull out eventually. There's still scars. I mean, there's still, uh, I don't know if you can see. Yeah, yeah, I see. You can see the scars. <laughs> when I had to do this, they had to do this, the um, sutures and stuff. So, 
Yeah, I'm not I'm... showing my scars. <laughs> For those of you watching, <laughs> I'll just tell you. <laughs> you trade scars. <laughs> yeah, it's not man job. Usually for a broken finger, they just tape it up, rub some dirt on it, and tell you to get back in the game. Uh, did, we lost uh, Fitz. Again. I'm very good at hurting myself. I got half a. Uh oh. You lose me? Only for a second. You're back. I'm back? Okay. I said I have half a front tooth, too, because when I got off a bicycle when I was 10, broke a tooth. Huh. Oh, and then there was a time I got bit by a dog in the face. <laughs> Hmm. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> you were saying, Lee? <laughs> it's it's Terry's yeah. turn. It wasn't Terry, a joke. It my turn? Oh, <laughs> it was not scars? a joke. <laughs> yeah. Injuries. I've got hardware in my arm. I'd tell you the story and show you the scar, but I'm wearing a jacket because it's cold in my basement. So you have to take my word for it. So make it quick. What was the uh, skateboarding, bike riding, uh, bike motorcycle, riding. bike riding? Bicycle, yeah. So you got metal in there, huh? Yeah. Um, if you want to hear the story, they put plates and screws in there, and then they were supposed to come out, but the surgery to take them out got delayed by a week or two, and then by the time they went in there, the bone had grown over the screw heads. Used. So they were going to have to break my arm again to get the stuff out, so they left it in. Yeah. So, yeah. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about Fitz being frozen. Yeah. <laughs> He's about to drop off. I thought he had that fancy hardwired super duper Wi-Fi setup. You know what I'll do? I think I'll just keep him centered so we can just all enjoy his terrible. <laughs> he's frozen again. <laughs> People joining into the show going, "What's this all about?" Yeah, he's frozen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let him go. Can he turn down his bit rate or something? He turned it down to like I don't, I don't know. It's like three hundred baud, right? Is he on dial-up? <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. Well. You, Lee, you went to a swap meet last weekend. I, I went to a swap meet last weekend. You show me yours, I'll show you mine. Oh, man. I didn't even think about bringing it. Well, I, I will give you uh, let's see. Oh, I can reach over here. I can show you kind of what I bought. How's that? Stand All by right. while I lift slowly over. Oh, Fitz disappeared officially. He's probably rebooting. So I got something like this. All right. <laughs> Except okay. a little bigger. And that's it. <laughs> uh, my friend Super Dave uh, had a, a 2,000 milliamp four-cell nickel metal hydride pack. I needed one for uh, servo testing, but that was all I got. I was a good boy. I brought planes and a couple other random items I was ready to just give away. But it was mainly a car event. So mm -hmm. the, the swap meet at Randy's Hobbies in Northwest Houston. Uh, let's see. Is it Grant? I think it's Grant. Grant in 290. Oh, Fitz um, is totally gone here. Let me see. I see him waving. Let me see if I can pull him back in. Now it's black. <laughs> not my fault. I clicked on you, Fitz. Yeah, he turned you his are not showing way down. Yeah, but I'm going to have to remove him again. I'll keep I'll keep waiting for him to reboot or something. He's, he's going to have to like stand up and move his antenna around that's in the attic. All right, so uh, Randy's anyway, hobbies. So the swap meet is uh, is in the parking lot. It was uh, it was actually quite large. Uh, some people had said it's been even bigger, but I will tell you for I I wouldn't say COVID threw me off, but uh, pretty cool uh, pretty cool event. Lots of neat cars. 
they had a race going on. It was from what I saw, it was just a drag race setup. But it, mm. I think they also do, you know, kind of circuit racing too over there. In not the big into, lot? yeah. Okay. And I'm not big into cars. Not that I don't like them, and not that I don't think they're cool. I just I'm not. Although there's a lot of people talking about crawlers there too. We didn't have boulders set up <laughs> in the parking lot. Uh, but I'll, I'll tell you, if I was teasing with you. Uh, there were a couple of guys doing these little drifter cars in the parking lot, and it was kind of cool, but they go so slow. And there were so many cars coming in the lot. I was just half expecting a car to be smushed, you know, because people just can't see them. They're just kind of tiny calls. So I said 290. Yeah, George is making fun of me. I said 290. I meant 249. I'm off of 290. But anyway, Randy's Hobbies, great little hobby shop, and uh, went in, bought some props. Uh, <laughs> random props because I, I remember going, you know, what? I, I bought a prop. Don't think it was the right size. Which one did I need? Can't remember. I'll buy six. Buy them all. Yep. <laughs> and I'm going to try to add Fitz one more time. Hey, there's Fitz. He's, he's, <laughs> he, he's grainy a, like yeah, this. That's a Picasso of Fitz. Can you hear, can you talk, Fitz? Picasso. My, yeah, I can hear. talk. Can you hear me? Yeah, you sound good. Yeah. You oh, look awful. Slowly <laughs> coming into focus. Okay. So maybe if you turn down your resolution or something. <laughs> so digitized. Yeah, you're uh, still pixelated oh, a little bit. And I'm hardwired here, so I don't think really? it's my fault. I'm hardwired too. No, it's me. I'm having having Wi-Fi issues, so apparently. You don't say. I did notice that my settings were a little off too, though. So I apologize to everybody who's watching and enjoying this fight here. It's gonna it's gonna be an awful audio podcast, by the way. But like I said, no no structure whatsoever. We really want to chime in to hear what people are talking about, uh, questions y'all might want to ask us, or just you know stuff that's going on that you know we can kind of chime in. I'm gonna go ahead and post this because George is making fun of me. <laughs> I'm okay <laughs> being that. Yes, George. <laughs> Okay, well, while we're waiting on Fitz to come around, I want to bring up something that I meant to mention in the last show. You know, I went to a local auction a few weeks ago for the RC Aircrafters Club here, and it wasn't a swap meet. It was only an auction. So I didn't stay that long because I didn't want to wait around for the actual auction. But one of the things that I saw there was an old DeBolt kit. You've heard, heard of Hal DeBolt? Yeah, I don't know all the details about him, but a famous RC guy and innovator. And did he design your champ? Man, it's reading my mind. It's, that, live, it's a DeBolt live wire champ. Okay, so yeah, he had all sorts of designs like that. And the company was D'Amico, like DeBolt model airplane company. Um, and I don't know what they made, obviously kits, but maybe some other stuff too, uh, engine equipment. We'll have to look it up and see. But anyway, at this auction, there was a box from D'Amico, DeBolt. And on the front, it had the address, and it said Buffalo, New York. I'm like, oh, that's funny. I didn't know that there was an RC company that was once in Buffalo. And so I did a little digging, and I found out that it was actually in Williamsville, which is a suburb of Buffalo and the same suburb that I live in. And I can't find the street address that it was on in Williamsville, but I would be interested to see where it was back then and see if there's any remnants of that building or that business still today. I'd go check it out. So if anybody out there knows the original Williamsville address of D'Amico company, let me know. And, uh, I'll check it out. 
So cool. anyway, just a neat piece of uh, local history on that. Yep, there's Fitz. Kinda. Yeah, kinda. Yeah. Sorry, Fitz. You all that money, I was, I was gonna say all that <laughs> money he spent on his trailer, he had to like deduct from his Wi-Fi. Maybe the trailer's parked on the wire, <laughs> <laughs> pinching off the signal, blocking the antenna. Yeah, it's reflecting it back into the garage. All right, poor guy. So I do have a question. So why don't you start right there, Terry? Oh, Your origins. Where, where are we guys from? Oh, yeah. well, I guess. I'm not quite sure what the question means. Like, where were you born? I grew up in I grew up in Florida, and then uh, I stayed there till I graduated college, and then moved to Houston, Texas. That's where I met you fellers. Lived there for what 16, 17 years, and then I started moving all over the place like a vagabond, and now I'm in Buffalo. Buffalo, and eating the wings. A, and I haven't announced this on here, but in about another year, I'll be moving to Chicago. Chicago. It's a toddle in town. All right. Well, Fitz would tell you where he's from, but he said he's rebooting his Wi-Fi. <laughs> okay. We can tell Fitz a story in any way we want. Uh, he was born in Moscow. <laughs> During the Cold War. Well, the version I know is he was born in Connecticut, stayed there for a while. At some point later in his childhood or young adulthood, moved to South Carolina. And then he went to school uh, in Florida at Embry-Riddle. Although I did not meet him there. I didn't meet him until we both lived in Houston. No, I take that back. He lived in Dallas and I lived in Houston. That's right. That's right. And I met him through maybe the deaf event or something on RC groups. And so when he moved to Houston, we already kind of knew each other and we bonded. And then a few years later, along came Lee. <laughs> uh, I got Skeeters in the basement. All right. So what I'm about from you? Houston. <laughs> <laughs> never left the and city I'm limits. Still here. <laughs> no, I have left the city. In fact, I've never lived. I guess I never. I've lived in the county. I mean, I've always had an address in Houston, but we don't think of ourselves living in Houston unless you're inside the six ten loops per se. So A-Leaf, I grew up in A-Leaf, which is a suburb, and that's out in West Houston. And then from there, I moved further in for work, but <laughs> all around Houston. So within, you know, a 50-mile radius of Houston. And now I live in Cyprus, but I'm still a native Texan. So that's it. <laughs> that's, that's how I met these guys. My story is not as grand. <laughs> but I don't know if I'd ever want to move. I, I do like Texas. I'm a I'm definitely, the, I mean, I'm the only native Texan in my family, as far as my brother, sister, parents. They're all from uh, Mississippi and Louisiana. But, so, uh, hurricanes, floods, snowstorms? They, they suck. They, can't push <laughs> they you out. suck, man. Uh, in fact, uh, I was just talking about that with someone about uh, SCOBY. You know, SCOBY is in a floodplain. If anybody ever heard about Harvey, the flood, the Harvey floods, SCOBY Field is in what is called Bush Park. Go look it up on a map. And the reason why there's soccer fields and the model airplane field is because it's uh, land that no one's going to build on. They, they <laughs> <can't sell it. laughs> exactly. And when it flooded, I think, who was I talking to? Corey at uh, the, the uh, uh, swap meet. I think he said they had five feet of water in the clubhouse and the clubhouse was raised. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the pictures? It's like an aircraft carrier when it floods out there because the runways kind of built up on a plateau 
So the runway typically stays dry, but everything around it floods. Not in that case, because when when the when the Harvey floods came, it went up the trees. You know, it was because oh, really? it, it went yeah, because it went over the banks. So or what do they call that? Uh, uh, berms or something? Kind of like the the when Louisiana, you know, with the Katrina. Levees? The levees, yeah. So horrible, horrible. Uh, and a fr- good friend of mine, he had like five feet of water in his house, and he was about I don't know five. Five miles, so ten miles away from that location. So. Well, five feet six inches. Once it's in the house, it don't matter. Yeah, it stinks. But you know, you guys up north have blizzards, <laughs> and such. And you know, although it was weird because I'm talking about your blizzards, and then we had a freeze <laughs> this year, which knocked out so much plumbing. But I digress. We don't want to talk about that. It is. No. It is a. It is an interesting lifestyle here, but it's. I think it's worth it. But. I digress. So what else is going on from the uh, viewer's point of view? What else? What other stories do we want to share? What stuff that's going on? Because really, like I said, I, I mean, I got a couple things we can talk about. I want to get Fitz back on, though. Yeah. Uh, Stuart is thanking me on my AMA gig. Thanks. Thanks, Stuart. I appreciate that. So if some of you didn't know, I am the uh, social media manager for the AMA. And I guess I'll tell a fun story. Did you happen to catch any of the AMA yeah, feeds? American today? Medical Association. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I'm a doctor. <laughs> I stayed at a Holiday Inn once. <laughs> uh, the Academy of Model Aeronautics. So oh, that I had AMA. to explain myself. Oh, well, that's right up your alley. <laughs> uh, kind of. It's still, it's like, I got, here's so much I, I don't know. And it's a good thing. It's a good training class for me. It's, you know, it's, right. I think it's worth it. Uh, but today was a good day. I want to, uh, we made a post or I made a post on the AMA Facebook page. I encourage those of you who are watching to please like and subscribe and uh, appreciate and applaud and comment, whatever all the things they are for our social media accounts. It looks good on me. Yeah. Uh, but it was an interesting story. So I caught a, a story on Balsa Modelers Association, um, Bamaba. We call it Bamaba on Facebook. And a gentleman whose friend was a police officer found located a trailer that had model airplanes in it. And he had said, Hey, do you happen to know whose trailer this might be? Because his friend was into aviation. And so the guy posted these photos that the officer took and I immediately jumped on it. I think I caught it within five or 10 minutes of the post. And I said, let me do some research. And I worked with the AMA staff uh, through investigative processes. (laughs) We, you know, found an AMA number, and contacted this guy. And when I called him, he was already in touch with the police. I think he may have even been there because the the rounds for that post went around so quickly. So people just caught on and said, Hey, I think I know whose plane that is. I don't, you know, I don't know all the gist, but I got to tell you, it was great to hear that the owner found his trailer so quickly that it appears everything was in there, except he said, why did they take one of my wing bags? <laughs> He's like, I, it's like everything else is there, but they took one of my wing bags. So, uh, but we had a, this guy and I talked for a good 15 minutes, just jabber jawing about the hobby, you know, about the trailer, the damage to the trailer. But he was like so grateful that, you know, it was all there. And he had a rare uh, Balsa USA airplane, uh, like a third size cub. Oh yeah, I saw that in the it, pictures. And uh, he uh, he said, you know, it's going to cost me a couple hundred dollars to repair it and you know fix the tongue and stuff. But he goes, I got it back, and I'll just do a better job trying to lock it up. You know, they they kind of ripped it out of his garage or his driveway pretty quickly. So you know, whatever the damage was, it was a happy ending because, right. as you and I know, uh, and Fitz, let me see if I can get Fitz back in. I see he just chimed in. 
again. You there, buddy? Hey, Fitz, you can hear us? Hey, can you hear hey. me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, can I can hear you. It's still the same. We can make oh, out no. a Fitz die again? like blob. You're digitizing. Yeah. We're digitizing? Hold on, let me try this. Have you tried rebooting your router? Anyway, so I just thought I'd, Fitz could hear in too, but when we went to SAE in Fort Worth, the A team from California had their oh, trailer right. stolen from the parking lot at the hotel, and their plane was in it, and all their tools and everything, and I don't think they recovered it. And that broke my heart. That's a horrible story, especially for these young kids who worked so hard for that airplane. It was an amazing, you know, carbon fiber aircraft. Yeah, but so, that trailer was in Tijuana before the sun went down. Oh, it just it's it's just sad. But you know, the and obviously there are things you can learn from this. Can you know you have to invest more money to you know locking it better or chalking your all, tires. I'm often amazed at the people who don't lock their trailer hitches, don't lock their car doors. And forget about your house doors and all that. People leave their cars and all that unlocked with stuff in them. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, I don't think they hooked it up and took it. I think they actually had to take off or, you know, take off a lock that he made on there. And maybe he didn't have the whole ball lock. And maybe this is our little PSA that, you know, they're out there, folks. People are stealing trailers. And if you oh. have your stuff in there, you're going to have to go overboard. I know that our Boy Scout trailer has like a low jack because mm -hmm. we had a troop within our district i guess had their trailer stolen so we we upped our game to to protect it but the good news is he got his trailer back and we were very happy to hear that i thought it was a feel-good story <laughs> so, yeah. so some people went the other way on the comment section i felt bad mm -hmm. i was like you know didn't really want you guys to like hound this guy he was like why didn't you have your address why didn't you why is your serial number that's like oh yeah i saw that he found it so quickly that it, it was moot yep. <laughs> you know uh, did you drop off Fitz or did he? He dropped off. Oh, my goodness. So how long had the trailer been gone? Uh, just that morning. So I'm going to guess oh, really? about an hour or two. And did the cop that found it, was he looking for that trailer or was he just out I, and about? He, I don't know. Uh, okay. All I know is that an officer found it or located it. And I think while, uh, you know, he was just. He, I, I think the good news was it was friends of a friend who just, you know, pure luck that the officer had an aviation buddy, right. that that aviation buddy had access to Facebook. Because <laughs> I will tell you, the gentleman who, who owns a trailer, he's not on Facebook. Right. And that kind of brought up a little thing for me as far as being the social media manager for the AMA. It's like I, I'd like to find ways of reaching those members who don't use Facebook or Instagram for either personal reasons or political reasons. You know, I want to find a way we can reach out to them because I, I wanted to share with him the really cool story because a lot of the comments, and in fact, there was a lot of likes were because they are, they were grateful that this guy got his trailer back. Mm -hmm. So, Hey, hi from Alberta, Canada. Hello there. <laughs> he's, he's coming in clearer than Fitz. <laughs> story of my life can you go like to the library parking lot or something sit in your car i don't know normally this works really well and suddenly it's just decided it doesn't want to cooperate huh. and you're frozen but you're, you're not. not yeah we can hear you can you hear we hear you can, can you hear me we hear you and we sort of see you, so oh. that's good enough. 
<laughs> He's got like disk optimizer. They're all frozen computer right now uh, okay. <laughs> at 100% CPU. <laughs> what movies are you downloading? He's running Call of Duty. No, I don't think so. <laughs> He's downloading movies. You're right. <laughs> I don't no, know if it's sorry, but you were. This is. I, I may have to go inside. Games. Yeah, okay. that's okay. We know what your garage looks like. All right. We'll Let me go inside. I'll use the other computer. <laughs> Grab the zero and the A10. Take him in with you. So, all right. So, I guess Fitz will come back. Yeah. So, okay. I'm just going to, I want to really interact with the audience here, the audience, the viewers. Those guys. Uh, Those guys. Thanks, Robert. Hey, we're happy yes, to be you. here. I yeah. like it. Oh, here's one from the Nice Godas. Oh, yeah. So, I'll tell you this. Jack is a much better modeler now than I know I was at that stage. Like, no comparison. And I would venture that he beats out Fitz by a good margin, too. So, the answer to that is yes, with or without Imperial. So, but we can certainly give him some advice. You, I take that back. Probably any advice I have to offer is based on the Imperial of almost 25 years ago. I wonder how much of that still remains, but I can tell you it was a good experience. If you like airplanes, that's where you go to get immersed in them 24-7. As Steve, I just want you to know, uh, my son Austin is is a sophomore, so we are looking at colleges. Embry was on our list, but I think the cost... It's not Embry. In... If you shorten it, it's just Riddle. Okay. I learned that the first day. ER. <laughs> well, you can say Riddle, Embry Riddle. Maybe Riddle. ERAL. It's not my college. <laughs> the cost is wow. And, you know, I. Oh, is it? It is it, wow. It wasn't when I went there. It was maybe, darn affordable. Maybe Jack will get a full scholarship. Yeah. I, I have heard, though, this is not to be a criticism, but someone told me those who go to Embry Riddle are, are going there to be pilots that's the school to go to if you want to fly. Um, that's what I that's what I was told. So a large percentage do that. Or again, back when I was there, a large percentage, that's what they were there for. You come out <laughs> with all sorts of ratings. <laughs> the ratio is very high, right? <laughs> Guys well, and girls. Uh, again, I can only comment on the late nineties. <laughs> I think the ratio then was about nine to one. So I assume it's improved since then, but it's located, at least the campus I was at was in uh, Daytona Beach for whatever that accounts for. And it's down the street from the community college. So, but yeah. Um, thanks, Eric. Head ad. Yeah. I so I, right. I saw something he posted the other day. What's the new design he was coming up with? Oh, really? Eric, I'm sorry, I don't remember, but it looked pretty cool. I remember thinking, oh, I need to ask him about that. So there was the twin chipmunk that he was working on, but now there's something new. He'll have to. Oh, the twin chipmunk was so cool. Hey, Randy. Cheers, man. Oh, and you know what? I'm going to do this right now. I don't think, I'm not sure if someone had mentioned it, but uh, my buddy Randy here, awesome fellow, head of, or co-head. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to say the head of Texas Warbird Thunder. Uh, we have an event at Round Top, Texas. Uh, on May 15th. Uh, I believe it's open to the public, but uh, I mean, I'm sure there's, you know, you got to talk with the big wigs at the pilot station. I'm going to attend Randy. 
I'll be there. I'm hoping to bring Austin with me so he can fly. I am unable to videotape or take photos. This this arm is just it's dead to me. But I will be there in spirit, and I may take my uh, my new Mavic Air two to do some <clears throat> aerial photography. How's that? I'm <laughs> trying to just avoid the word. Uh, it is a drone, by the way. So I will call that thing a drone because that's exactly what it is. Uh, but I'm hoping to get into more aerial stuff so we can get a great photo of the field and prepare for our huge event coming in November. The Round Top RC Expo. All right. Cool. So is the field finalized now? Pretty much. I mean, they're, they're always going to be making improvements to it. So it's a big, long field. What do they say? 300? I might be wrong. Pardon me. They say it was 300 wide and 1,000 feet long. 1 million feet. That's it. That's it. 1 million feet long. Yeah. Thursday, uh, excuse me, Thursday. When, <laughs> Thursday, Wednesday, November. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see who here. Michael's here. What is Michael talking about? Oh, so Prescott, Arizona is where another Embry-Riddle campus is. So Fitz and I went to the Daytona Beach campus, the Prescott campus. Apparently, there's a lot better flying weather out there, more year-round. I don't know. So, Or less traffic. Maybe that's what it was. Because Daytona's a pretty busy airport. So, Is Michael an Embry-Riddle guy? Yeah. Okay. That's what he's saying, the Prescott campus of Embry-Riddle. Well, but he could have gone somewhere else, too, so I don't know. That's what he's talking about. Okay. Right, and we so got a guy John, from Tampa, another Florida guy. To get a balsa profile plane. Hmm. Geez, I'd like to get my hands on one of the, was it Great Plains, the P-38 profile? 15, dual Did 15? I tell you about that? No. I think um, my buddy Mark here, he got one that was already built and probably already flown with Glow. And he converted it to electric and we made and remadened it um, a few weeks ago. Oh, well, maybe did, you did tell me. Yeah, and it did fantastic. Oh, cool. It was yeah. a nice flying airplane. Well, I, I have this, and I'd like to work on it, but <laughs> I can't. I need, I need this guy. <laughs> uh, that's the Phase 3 P-38? That's the Phase 3, yeah. And it's, I mean, it's very close to being done. As you know, Terry, well, I'm pointing to it, and I'm going to zoom in. And I think Fitz might be. <laughs> Sorry. I want to add this real quick, but look at his name. <laughs> I still we don't see Fitz. His camera's not on. I'm going to remove him real quick. I'll pull myself up here, but uh, yeah, guys, I'll just real quick. This is my favorite P38. My buddy Terry got a has a great photo of me holding it and flying it. This is a JR models, a very a vintage JR models uh, P38 uh, Speed 400 motors. Uh, great flying plane. I really like it. I got to fly that with Fitz at Small one year. And boy, that was a lot of fun. This is a foamy phase three P38. I got new in box at best two years ago. And overall, the kit's good. I have, I had one. I lost it in a garage lipo fire. It was minor. Now you, you laugh, Terry, <laughs> uh, but it was very sad, but it was, it's a good flying airplane. But this part right here is the weakest bit part of the build. It is a, it is so small. It is a spaghetti mess of wires I really want to work on this to to get it tighter. The the nice thing is the is it the AR four hundred is that correct the the Spectrum AR four hundred is that Tiny the new one without yeah. the antenna? Yeah, well, it's there. It's the hidden antenna. Hey, the I call them the drag queen antennas. 
It's got an oh, antenna. Okay. They just tuck it in so you can't see it. Hey, here we go. Hey, buddy. <laughs> That's just wrong. All right. <laughs> so there's one less repeater in between me and the internet. And uh, even though this computer is actually slower and but not as good, but it looks like we're doing good. Oh, and, and you're bringing, bringing in a brand new camera. I had this USB camera I bought and never used. So. And you sound good too. You got your good mic on. So you're uh, like, yeah, I got you're the like professional ready for radio. mic. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. <laughs> so I didn't. I didn't check. Fit uh, Terry, can you please stand up and show us your RC Roundtable shirt? Um, Loser. <laughs> <laughs> it's at the clean. And that's what we do when someone forgets <laughs> to wear his shirt. <laughs> ah, now, revenge now is a disgusting cold. Yes. <laughs> so anyways. No. <laughs> Wait, did Lee just cut himself off? <laughs> Hello? Is it just me? It's I think just it's just you. me. What happened? Hey, well, welcome to the Fitz Show. It's oh, your no, time. No. Go. <laughs> we'll let you have some time to yourself. <laughs> I tell you, what's life mean? Is the universe really that expansive, or is it just a figment of your imagination? Perhaps it's just a simulation. Okay, that's that's enough. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's going to show. Different direction. <laughs> Forty-two. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. <laughs> oh, I know who that is. Didn't call kids. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, hey. Congratulations. Before... Sorry. Go ahead. Yes. I was going to say the same. Congratulations. Yeah. Big event this Oh, week. is that who we yeah. think it is? Oh, that's the guy. That is yeah. who we think it is. Oh. And it so... was monumental. That was fantastic. Uh, really uh, good work to you and the team. This is going to be great. We're going to be talking about him by not mentioning his name, but I think all three of us had been working. I was texting him during that thing. <laughs> Why can't we say it? I don't know. Can we? I guess he has to give us permission. I want to. Lenigar, yeah, Lenigar Engineer, let us know if we were able to expose who you are. Because <laughs> we want to. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So yeah, Terry, uh, fail, buddy. Sorry. Although I'll give you credit, I can't point yours. We we do have all our RC roundtable mm -hmm. lights are from Sparky. Yep. Thank you, Keith. <laughs> yes. Yep. So so, uh, so now that a half hour in, I missed everything. What did I miss? Anything important, or have we? Talk to the to our our crowd of uh, ardent suppliers. Um, well, I just want to point out one thing, Fitz. Supporters, not suppliers. You're the only person I know who has a backup hobby room <laughs> that's as overfilled as the prime hobby room. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> that's so good, Terry. <laughs> he's got his little little haven of plastic in this room, and he's got his haven of plywood and. Foam and such overcompensating for a deprived youth or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a, so I, I did click it up here, but we'll go again. So our good buddy Mason, he works for a Strata Launch, and I was texting him when Strata Launch took that second flight. It was lovely. I, I just it must have been amazing to see that thing flying because it did a did you see the the did you watch the whole video? The whole flight? No. Because no, it did a low that. flyby. Could you oh, imagine two 747s <laughs> flying by? <laughs> They're kissing. <laughs> it was cool. So congratulations to all those involved in Strata Launch. And while we're here, let's do a couple other congratulations uh, to NASA, JPL, 
curiosity, not curiosity, perseverance and ingenuity. Amazing. Ingenuity. I ingenuity is just, um, can, it's just amazing that they sent a little flying uh, it, helicopter drone up there can program it to do those flights. And now they're pushing it onto the next mission, which to is to scope out locations for perseverance to go check out. Isn't that yeah. cool? It's a little That's scout. That, that, I was thinking there had to be some pucker factor because there's only so much you can test here on Earth. You can test the temperature and the atmosphere, but you can't test the gravity. At least not very well, unless they have some way of kind of testing it. But uh, okay, T Terry, sorry about that. And was something I said? <laughs> I, I don't know because he had to go shut somebody up. <laughs> I, I don't know. He'll, he'll let us know. Uh, but yes, that's that is amazing because you have yeah. you know if you looked at the footage it ain't no planes it ain't no sand dunes it's it's lots of rocks and stuff so yeah. that little sucker is is amazing so congrats to those guys yeah. and then now to catch up to what happened just within the last two hours spacex launched and landed sn15 without exploding without exploding yeah without tipping over uh, it's wow it's 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 awesome man what was on Success. board that launch uh, just more tiles, I think. <laughs> they, they keep, it's I, what I think is entertaining, and you know, I, I mean, I'm not the rocket scientist, so anybody who's uh, watching here or can explain, but I always find it interesting that even after the failures, the next rocket is already planned to have like more stuff on it. Like they're not going back to the drawing plans to start again that same rocket that exploded they're going to the next one and maybe making a couple of tweaks and then adding more features on it like this one had way more tiles heat tiles on it than the previous one so you can only imagine the next one's probably going to be wrapped all the way around you know the fuselage so i just i mean that's just good stuff man you can't help but just cheer when you see the the success of these guys yep and crew too i mean you gotta you know for what is it first night landing in gosh how many years 50-something years, I think they said. 50, I guess not counting the shuttle then. Uh, yeah, I yeah, don't really. think it was the shuttle, yeah. Yeah. They used to land all the time. Oh, <laughs> I, mean, I wonder if uh, if Mason can comment on that. <laughs> now, is That's ground effect a factor of the wing cord or the wing span? I believe I it's span. It span? It's span, yes. It's the percentage of the span, from a correctly, and height. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, while I'm still holding it, I thought you guys might want to see my ingenuity Holy model. Way. Yeah. Here, lay out a little me. MCX helicopter. Here it is. Now, is the real one gold foil you know, or silver? You know, come to think about it, it may be both because the chronoplanes are wigs and they usually have very large cores and short spans. Yeah. So maybe it's wing area or something. Anyways, go ahead. I'm sorry. I always thought it was cool, but I don't know. Yeah. We had a fan love for Terry. A little hell, yeah. You gonna test fly it? Oh, oh no, I no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could, but I'm not gonna. Not here. So yeah. Anyway, just a simple little afternoon project for that. Well, you know, got to thank Matt Keenan, one of the project leaders for that. Yeah, yeah. we need AMA to, member. Yeah, we need to reach out to him one day and say hi. There's some really I, good videos of him. We have an article in uh, Model Aviation coming okay. up. Did somebody interview him? Okay, good. Yeah, I really kicked myself for not introducing myself to him when he was at the Neat Fair a couple of years ago. So, oh, there you go. Yeah. There's your answer. See, we're trying to help people in the chat room help each other. Yeah, I did see a video. Somebody was really close, and it kind of almost flew over him, and it was a really nice 
you know, even though I think it was a cell phone, but still it was really, right. you could tell the thing was a monster and it was close. So, so uh, has Mojave, anybody created a Stratolaunch RC model yet? Don't know. And why not? <laughs> Mason. Yeah. That'd be a cool model. I mean, that would be, be something to ask our, our friend Dan Craig. I bet he may oh, have Mike. considered it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, look, Mike. Mike Jensen. Ah, Mr. Liable. I Hello. I need to reach out and say I met Michael up at the um, the uh, swap meet at Randy's Hobby. Hmm. So Apollo was, was the last him. night splashdown. Yeah. Wow. That was a long time ago. That's <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty moon. I got to tell you, I was amazed. Uh, LED lights have Christmas a long way. Huh? Oh, I'm sorry, Lee. What? No, that's that's okay. I was I was saying LED lights have come a long way. Thank goodness for LED lights because they've really like, changed our lives. But when the rescue like, was it rescue boat boat went out to go retrieval. catch them, retrieval boat, whatever, they were still landing, right? So that boat was like coming on them really fast, and they shine these lights on the parachutes, you know. <laughs> and I I thought for a moment that the dang you know dragon was lighting the parachutes, like they had lights, you know, because it was so bright. But darn it, it was like so neat to see everything lit and when it landed. So that's pretty darn oh. cool. So that reminds me that a powered paraglider I've been telling you guys about, the hacker one, um, it has night flying capabilities and it has three LEDs or maybe it's a few LEDs that are right on top of the, the motor, but they shine up into the bottom of the canopy and that's all it takes. It illuminates the whole thing and you can see it very clearly. All the lumens. <laughs> so, so, so I see here, I, I nailed it. Dan yep. has one. <laughs> I'm not surprised. You mix size. Oh, that's got to be cute as a, well, you mix size, still probably the size of a quarter scale, right? But still, does, does it have <laughs> hey. six fans? <laughs> hey, Mason, I'd like Mason to chime in. This is the part I, this is what I wanted to do for the show is just chat with the, the viewers. But I was watching the live feed. Well, I was texting Mason and one of the guys said, I wonder how hard it is to be the pilot in that plane when you start to make a turn and your body, instead of just rotating, is actually climbing and rotating yeah, at such a high yeah. distance, you know, and then when you turn, you're dropping so low. I mean, right. you, do you really feel that difference? <laughs> but is it doing very dramatic turns? Well, well you say all... that, but I think if you're in it, and you're in that plane that size, and it starts turning, you're going to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think because you're so far away from the I mean, center. I mean, talking five pivot feet. center. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, this is not like an F-82. This is something really big. Yeah, I was going to bring up the F-82. I'm sure there's several planes that are where the pilot sits off axis. Yeah, F-82, BV-141, ME-109Z. Yeah. And I guess similarly, I have spoken to numerous shuttle era astronauts you know when it was sitting on the pad the the shuttle engines would fire first and it would sway and then when it got back vertical that's when the solid rocket boosters would kick it off but there was about a six foot sway what do they call that the twang and they said <laughs> the technical term yeah but sitting on top of that stack they said they could feel it and it wow unnerving that's for you anyway. terry uh Oh, the mud LED. No, I um, I kind of sat on that for a little while. I've still got it here, and I intend to do stuff with it. Um, Devin's asking about the mud LED system, which is an off-the-shelf controller for uh, programming 
the multicolor LED lights or strips of them. And it's a pretty neat system. And you can do multiple strips and all that. You can program which lights do what and colors and patterns and all that. And I started playing around with it. And I don't know I don't know how I got off of it. But yeah, I need to get back <laughs> and, get to it. And, uh, and get it going. Because I had a project in mind for it. I was going to make uh, a new Puddle Master. I don't know if you guys remember about this time last year, I was working on that Balsa Puddle Master for the Neat Fair. And it was such a great flyer and a big hit there. I thought about making a new one out of uh, Depron and putting lights in it so I could fly it at night. Oh, so, cool. So that was the general idea, but ask me how much I've done on it. How much have you done on it? Exactly that much. <laughs> hey, well, well, speaking of how much you're doing, I, I'm just going to ask this question for people to chime in. What are you working on right now? What's what's on your workbench? Because we always tell our stories of what's on our workbench, and I've kind of showed you what mine is, and I'm kind of not able to use my workbench. But I'd love for you guys to chime in and tell us what your what models you're working on or you're going to be working on soon, because we'll respond. Okay, yeah, I might not. So this being an anniversary <laughs> show, we want to have you talked much about the show. How much people have questions about? I know we talked about how much our show, how much well, money we've we, made. Yeah, yeah. Our, our, our upcoming tour. That'll be a very short conversation. But. Well, I have, well, I need some advice, so I'm going to ask people. But it's technical advice. So if you guys want to talk show stuff first, that's fine. But okay, give me a minute at some point to ask the experts out there listening. So, so while the people are making stories, can you, if I play an audio file, can you hear it? Do you think? If a tree falls in the forest? Uh, well, I want to play something I came up with. Well, can you, is it, I mean, you could try. First, give it a try. All right, let me try. See if you guys can hear this. Um, come on. It's taking a second to load up. Did you hear that? No. No? Nope. Crap. So how do you play something? Well, I was going to guess you could do it through sharing. Do the share. Like if you're doing a share screen and maybe you can, um, yeah, can you share a window? Oh, share a window. And then, ah, okay. And then play it through the window. It also says share video. So I wonder if it'll play audio if it's, you know, so instead of a video. So I do share video file, share screen. I mean, you can try, let me see. <laughs> Be careful what you see next folks. <laughs> Are you doing we it? Have, we have no control. No, I'm just trying to see if I can play one of our audio files from, from our podcast. All right. Well, I'm going to start reading through some projects here. Go ahead. Um, Mike Leibel's working on his Rolly B25. Yeah, I've seen I that. Presume that's to replace the one he lost in Lubbock. That was a sad day. Um, John Mulligan's got a crack fucker. I think <clears throat> I may be wrong, but I think our buddy Adam Woodworth designed that crack fucker. Cool. And Steve is painting more secret planes. And I won't tell mm -hmm. any secret, Steve. Uh, Michael's working on a tandem rotor Piasecki. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. New picture, yeah. I saw the... <laughs> the is that like the flying work. banana helicopter? Yeah, it was it's like, like banana-ish. I hate to say Chinook, but yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, okay. That ought to be pretty cool. Speaking of that, Mike uh, Rosnick... I was watching, I've been, I have a, something called Pluto, which is free streaming service, and there's a James Bond channel. So I've been, every once in a while, I'll 
watch some of the old James Bond. And man, Mike, if you haven't seen the old James Bond, you need to watch them because they have a lot of funky helicopters they fly around in. <laughs> I was like, what the heck is that? I had to go look it up, and it's some really off-the-wall helicopter that was kind of popular in the 60s, and then nobody's know what the hell they are anymore. Uh, really distinctive looking. So if you're not a James Bond fan, you should look up some of the old, uh, uh, not Roger Moore, before him. Um, Sean Connery. Sean Connery, yes. Go ahead. What was that, Lee? No, I was going to say, speaking of odd helicopters, I want to reference something that I posted on RC Roundtable on our Facebook page when our buddy Tony Accurso went to Cal- uh, uh, gosh darn it, Ca- Crystal? Crystal Air Base? Was that... Gosh, I apologize, Tony. Oh, yeah. I don't see him here. But Castle. He, he, Castle? Castle? Okay. Yeah. He, he did a walkthrough, and he came across a uh, counter-rotating helicopter. Very yeah. odd. It looked like the blades did, you know, this kind of thing. I was oh. just about to ask about that. The Cayman, I think. The Cayman, yeah. 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 And so he posted that. I thought that was really cool. And I was like, man, that's something we got to get someone to build. It's a whole <laughs> series of that company's still around, but they've been around forever making that same basic design of intermeshed blades. So I have a little bit of story about that because Command was based, I think it was based in Connecticut. At least well, let me try to do this because I, yep. I, I got to do this slowly. Can you all give me the name of it again? Kilo Alpha Mike? Mama, yeah, Mike uh, Alpha, Alpha Yeah. Cayman? Yes. Yeah, come on. Well, so um, <laughs> my father my father grew up in the area where Command, in fact, I think he said my grandfather worked for Command briefly at some point in time. Really? And he said they were out kind of out in the country in, in Connecticut. And he said um, Command used to give rides to family members during like open house day or something. Huh. And uh, so I don't think he went for a ride, but I think one of my aunts or uncles did at one point. Uh, but they said there was a, unfortunately there was a tragedy. One of his friends or somebody he knew acquaintances died in a crash. And I can't remember if he was in the helicopter or he was on the ground and it crashed on top of him. Uh, but it was, uh, he said it happened when he was a kid, but yeah, He's, command is very well known up there. Yeah. I, I wonder if anybody's ever made an RC version of that type of helicopter. I don't think I've ever seen one. And I have to, I'm trying to, in my head, because I thought, I was trying to come up with projects a little while ago because I had the spare UMX helicopter. There we go. I was trying that's to find how to so make that was, it. That was the one, I believe, Tony. Yeah, I don't think that's a Husky. I think that's something else. I know Mike said Husky, but I don't know. That Is says, that... It says Husky. It says Is it Husky? Okay. Come on, HH43 Husky. They have several yeah. different ones. They all kind of look like that, but there's like one that's really skinny looking that they've been. Yeah, there's well, there's the skinnier around. one, but I think this is the one he saw. Yeah. And yeah, he I said agree. it's like his one of his sacred second favorite helicopters or something like that. But well, they apparently have a really high uh, lifting capability for their size. They have a lot of power yeah. to them. And I guess the two shafts have something joining them to keep them in sync. I know. They would have bands, to. magic, uh, pixie yeah. dust. Some sort of synchronization. But. Flux capacitor. Flux capacitor. <laughs> yeah, but uh, they're, not, they're not altering RPM to torque, so they must be changing pitch or something. I don't know. I don't want to get... Well, Michael's here. He can answer that question. Okay. <laughs> That's what he's here for. <laughs> and he no, just I'm, said, the skinny one is I, the K-Max. Yeah, yeah. So, K-Max. Okay, yeah, yeah. Give, maybe just give the show to Michael and let him finish. Well, he's a, a helicopter guru. <laughs> he, is. he is. All right, I want to try something to see if this works. Let's see. Again? Well, hold on. All right, go for it. See if you can hear this. Okay, hold on. I got it. It says add to uh, stream. Stand by. Go. 
Is it on? Yeah. Did you hear that? No. No. No, it's not no? playing for us. No. And that is Sorry. this, right? It's not playing. Hmm. What is it? Video. Pretend. Is it audio? No, no, no. Yes, yeah, audio, but no, I can't just describe it. I'm sorry. There's got to be oh. a way to play it. Put your headphones right next to the microphone. <laughs> do the old-fashioned way. Maybe I can do that, actually. Hey, Marcelo. One of our All great right. buddies from Bomber Field. All right, so hopefully this will work. So um, we've ha- I, I was thinking we've had quite a few guests on this show. Uh, one of the neat things about uh, having this podcast is that the people we get to meet, people get on the show. So I thought I kind of went through and went through our old podcast and stitched together um just to kind of just to get a taste of all the guests we've had on the show so hopefully this will come out right let me uh try this again <laughs> a remix of i am so sorry we didn't plan for this fitz i apologize no we didn't but here um i want to turn up my headphone volume and and we'll see how this works <laughs> this is an nbc news special report Here's we have a special guest, uh, Austin Fury from Flight Test. But first, let's talk to the CD of the fly-in, Mr. Kirk Jensen. And a very special guest, Mr. Keith Sparks, a.k.a. Yeah. Sparky. <laughs> Thanks. And today we have a very special guest, the product manager of Hobbyco Product Development, Mr. Gary Wright. Hello there. Hi, my name is Steve Graben. I'm Dave's son. Joining us is Jay Smith. He's the editor-in-chief of Model Aviation. And our special guest, Ben Warren. Hi. Hi, guys. And to add icing to this cake, we have a special guest, Mr. Philip Hinkle. Very special guest today. We have joining us Tony Accurso. We are joined today with by Jim Burke. Hello. Okay, I'm here with Randy Larson. Okay, I'm here with Richard Ng, an old buddy of mine, and a very special guest, a Thayer Syme. And we got a very special guest star today, Dan Craig. Uh, hi. <laughs> we are joined by Mr. James Wolmsley. And we have a very special guest from Boss USA, uh, Mr. Joe Vermillion. And a very special guest, Jonathan Ruprecht. Hey. Yeah, hi guys. I'm Tom Cogswell. You might know my voice. Phil Baker and modeler, Mr. Mark Thompson. Hello, Mark. From Old School Model Works, we have Mr. Mark Lanterman. Okay, first up for our interview is Eric Williams. So with us right now is Rich Hansen. He's currently the AMA president. With us now is Randy Cameron. Also joining us is Tom Blakeney, model guru extraordinaire. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the RC Roundtable podcast crew. Take it away, Matt. So without any further ado, Mr. Eric Williams, welcome to the show. Welcome, Tyler and Crystal, to the show. Joining us today is uh, Mr. Eric Haddad. And we have two guests today. We have Denise Godas, both Steve and his son, Jack. Okay, so we have a special guest. Uh, we're talking to Thomas of Legend Hobby. With me now is Vic Moss with Moss Photography in Colorado. Come. 
What happened? What happened? What happened? What happened? Um, sorry. It looks like my audio file messed up. Oh, but that was oh. great. That but was, it was great. Only, there was only like two more, so it wasn't that bad. <laughs> You'll have to guess who they were. Go back to the podcast and find out who they were. We'll have a Some, prize for those. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I didn't get a chance to test it. There was. Um, I noticed it when I was playing it, but it was. I thought it would when I rendered it, it wouldn't do that, but it, apparently it did. So, sorry. No, um, right, miss. There's only like two or three more, so it wasn't that bad. Oh, it's that was great, and yeah. I thought I hope those of you who are still, you know, listening, and if you got confused, Fitz did a great job doing a, a little uh, collage of, of people that we have out on our show. And my gosh, that was that was neat to listen to. Well, oh, there nice. were a couple people, you know, if you had asked me before you played that to make a list of our guests, I probably would have blanked out on a lot, only because it's been over five years. Um, but I did realize a couple people that weren't on there. So we've got Chris Wolf. Who's been on a couple times, once at the expo and then as a guest. Uh, Red Jensen. Uh, at the expo. Right. Was Mason mentioned? He wasn't on, but again, those are the four guys we had Dan Cray, Red Jensen, Mason Hutchinson, and Chris Wolf at the AMA Expo. That was a great show. That was a fun, fun show. We need to do that again. Yeah. I. <laughs> Yeah, so I just wanted to sort of give an appreciation to all. I know some are in the chat that have been on the show. Sorry if I the auto file messed up. I missed you, but uh, <laughs> thanks, Raymond. Um, that we've been honored to have you, all our guests on the show. It's been uh, our pleasure to talk to each and every one of them. Everyone brought something interesting and unique to the show, and are all very special. And so I kind of wanted to give a sort of salute to them in, in my own way. And, and here's a thing that I think is cool about that, and I, you guys can tell me if you agree, but there's been some of those guests who we didn't know on a personal level or at any level really until they were on our show and we were talking with them. But there's some sort of common bond there, and as soon as we start talking about RC and model airplanes, it's it's like you've known each other forever, and there's just that connection. Yeah, I heard it called the Brotherhood of Modelers kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, wholly so, inclusive, but yeah, I can't it, think it, of anybody we had on the show where we're like, oh gosh. Well, we had Josh, <laughs> we, we had Josh Orchard on. I think. Oh, right. yeah, we, yeah, we went. Oh gosh, with him. No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 uh, I, I wasn't available for that show, but I remember listening to it. So, gosh, yeah, I mean, that's great. And I'm going to do a little marketing plugging for our show. We started this show just to have fun. We had no real intentions. I think getting to five years is awesome i mean i'm i'm excited i know that when i told the other guys like oh well, that's that's pretty cool but it's like i'm like this is this is what i was hoping for you know i like i like to talk at the the rc chat but after you heard that huge list of guests that we've had on the show you have to understand that's what we want to do we don't want to just tell you about our little daily events we want to get more people on the show to share their stories uh, in fact, like the guy, <laughs> I mean, when you weren't here, Fitz, I was telling the, the story about this guy whose trailer was stolen. But those are the stories that I think we need to share with everybody just because they're interesting and they keep our hobby, you know, alive and in discussion. Yep, I agree. So we've got a short list of uh, people we're working on getting on the show soon. And right now yeah. we've asked people to give us the uh, planes that you're working on. How about you start giving us names of people you'd like us to have on our show? Oh yeah, that's a good it's idea. Not a bad yeah. idea. Because we'll reach out and tell them, and we'll say you you told him. <laughs> Bob Jones says you have to be on our show. We can't let Bob Jones down. <laughs> and I and honestly, uh, we probably need to get Michael on now. You know, talk uh, helicopters. Yeah. yeah, for sure. 
Whopper choppers. He oh, and yeah. Fitz can geek out for a while. Yeah, he says he's going to the um, there's an event this weekend. Um, hell, he's over Apache Pass, so you should be able to see his twin rotor uh, there as well. If you're curious, oh, cool. But what was that from? That was from uh, Mason. Uh, yeah, I went back too quick. <laughs> uh, oh, oh okay. I see here. Well, I'll go back to Mason, but I want to just do a shout out for our buddy Mason. It's nice to make new friends in this hobby like I have with Terry and Fitz. Mason, you're one of those guys to me that I, I hope I have a continuing friendship for a long, long time. But I remember calling Mason one time when we were like trying trying out StreamYard. I think, Fitz, you were on the call too. I said, hey, Mason, we're not running this live. We just need to do a test. And I think that test ran, what, 30, 45 minutes, Fitz, <laughs> just chatting with Mason, just because just we started having a good time. So that's that's what I really like about doing this show is we just we get people who start talking and it's just a blast. Well, I have to thank Mason too, because he was at the first um, AMA Expo that I went to in New Jersey a few years ago, and he did a presentation on strata launch before strata launch flew and i contacted him after that and he allowed me to interview him for aaron Spaeth's smithsonian magazine so i got to write an article for that magazine which was an interview with mason and there was all sorts of hoops that strata launch and scaled and uh, i guess the magazine made me jump through and mason had it from his side too but it was worth it so that was fun I'm going to give George a nod. Hey, George is one of our longtime followers of our show. We love chatting with him. In fact, we did some email chatter with him, I think, a week or two ago. But, George, I think you're right. We did mention him on the show. I also shared a link of one of his posts on the AMA page just to uh, you know give a shout-out to those who are trying to keep the hobby alive. So we had mentioned earlier, I think, in the previous podcast, you know, it's changed hands, but it's nice to know that this guy is – he seems very eager to get stuff, you know, built and out to the hands of the hobbyists. I had the same thought. So we should reach out to him, see if he's willing to chat. All right. So while you guys are processing that stuff, can I ask my technical question now? Sure. And maybe you guys know too. It's about Trexler wheels. And I should say up front, I've already asked Thayer Syme about this and he's uh, pretty well-versed on Trexlers, but at this last swap meet I went to last weekend, I bought an airplane and it had Trexlers on it, but the valves are dry rotted. So the rest of the tires seem fine, but is there any way to salvage these tires uh, with dry rotted stems? Or Dry rot? What do you mean? They're not... Oh, you mean the seal? Like the rubber O-ring or something? Well, do you know... Are you familiar with Trexlers? Uh, I've heard of them. Um... I don't they're, think I've ever had a chance to play with them. Inflatable, they're balloon-type tires yeah. that are inflatable, and they have a long, hollow stem. And according to Thayer, if you blow into that stem to inflate them, whatever moisture comes out of you and all that is acidic and will, over time, um, cause dry rot on the stems. And that looks like what happened here. Well, what's dry, dry rot happens to rubber. So the stem's yeah, these, all rubber? Yeah, these are hollow rubber. They're like inner tubes. No, what's dry rotted? The tire or the stem? The stem is integrated into the tire. It's just a narrow oh, piece okay. of the rubber. That and was what, confusing me. <laughs> yeah, you blow into it and then you twist it and tuck it in. And that's oh, funky. basically how it holds the seal. Yeah. So I don't know how you can fix that. Wooden wheel hub, but there's just a little bit of that stem left. So I don't know if you could cut off the dry rotted part and inflate it. And could you, uh, I don't know. Could you retrofit it with a different stem, a metal stem that you could 
somehow glue in or something? I, my question is, has anybody out there done that and yeah. achieved any success? Thayer, who, whose opinion I trust, uh, he thought they were toast now. And yeah, it's not a big deal. I think you know, they're handmade in the USA items, and I think they're probably like twenty bucks a pair for the so size. I do you have to? Deal, say, but do you even have to inflate them? Can you just use them as a semi-pneumatic? Uh, no, it's it's as soft as a bicycle tire. Oh, it's, they're really soft. Okay, it's an actual inner tube, so there's no support without air. Do you want to see? I have to you say, know, I... the, the wheels that usually come on lazy bees, you know, the puffy balloon type. That's those are Trexlers. Boy, Terry, I wish you had asked me like about a month ago because the estate sale in New York where I got those vintage aircraft, mm. I I want to say he had a box full of those tires. <laughs> and they were not very expensive. Like already so, inflated or like still... brand new in box. Oh, oh whatever. <laughs> you know, they still make, from what, what I understand, have... the company's still around. So it's not like they're unobtainium, but I have these here in front of me. So I just didn't know if it was worth any effort to try to salvage them or if they're garbage. Speaking of, hey, Fitz, do you have that plane in your this hobby room or is it in the garage that I gave you? Oh, it's in the garage. Okay. Uh, sorry. So you didn't ask, but I'm going to show you anyway. This is the plane that has the Trexlers. Here are the Trexlers. Yeah. I don't know what size this is. A little. Yeah. And you can see there, there's... Oh, <laughs> they're pretty sorry. Uh, yeah. So, oh, and here's the stem on this one. I wonder if we could just put some expanded foam in there. <laughs> Hold on. Let me zoom you in because that looks hilarious. So you can see how they're kind of dry running. Yeah. I don't think there's much you can do about that. Yeah. So yeah. this is an airplane I got at that swap meet. It's uh, about 18-inch span. I don't know if it was a kit or a scratch build or just some one-off, but it obviously based on the Clancy Lazy Bee. Um didn't have control surfaces. According to the guy I bought it from, it was built as a static model. So that's why he didn't add control surfaces. But <laughs> um, all it's going to take is a rudder and an elevator. Exactly. To, to yeah. It looks so, easy to, to do. And it had an electric power system in it, but it was definitely a homemade gearbox and it looked like a, a slot car motor in it. So I'll put a little 10 gram brushless in it. But uh, yeah, I think it ought to be pretty cool. Fun little airplane. The only reservation I have now is just the bare airframe weighs a little under three ounces, which seems kind of heavy for this size model. I, I don't know why. There's not much to it, and the wood doesn't seem particularly dense. But but there's a lot of wing area here, too. It's about one square foot of wing area. So it's worth a shot anyway. I've got some uh, three-gram servos and the micro brushless, so I'll give it a shot and see what happens. <laughs> just use those wheels. gives a character. I guess. Well, that's why they're you know they're very appropriate for this model. So I, that's why I would like to salvage them. Hmm. I've already found some foamies that'll work if I can't keep these going. But you know, it'd be nice to keep those cartoonish wheels on there. Could you forego the air and just kind of push some kind of other padding in there, that expanding foam or something? Well, that would be probably too hard. Yeah, anyway, I don't know. Me. So, I mean, that's the question I'm asking. What have people done with trucklers that have dry rutted stems, if anything? Or do I just chuck them? Well, now it's out there. Yeah, we'll see. All right, so Scott Will gave us a list of people. Yeah, um, I'll pull that up. All right, so Chris <laughs> Henson is Extreme Flight, I believe. Who's Ben Fisher? Oh, Ben Fisher, 3D Hobby Shop Ben Fisher, right? 
I don't I, remember. Chase Ducia? Uh, He's a, I'm terrible with names. And I guess he has his own company now, too. <laughs> I was going to say, in the future, guys, when you give us a name, uh, tell us what they do. <laughs> tell who they are. Well, no, no. <laughs> oh, Tim, Tim is my neighbor. <laughs> going to have to use the Google for this. Uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> this is trivia. So, yeah, I think Chris Henson is uh, Extreme Flight. Ben Fisher, I'm pretty sure. He used to live in uh, Fred Fisher Sounds right. Sounds think, familiar. Yeah, I think he used to come to Best when 3D Hobby Shop was uh, local. So uh, that should be Ben Fisher. Jay Stucia is a aerobatic pilot extraordinaire, and I think he has his own plane company now. Well, there you go. I don't know who Tim Hanstein is, so I'm stumped on that one. But uh, George said 3D print tires. Well, that alternates to the Trexlers are not my problem. I've already got a backup set here. It's uh, whether or not I can... <laughs> Actually, they're not, but yeah. I've got a whole drawer full of uh, random tires. Um, but yeah, I'm just wondering if the Trexlers are garbage or possibly salvageable. Mm. All right, Tim Hanstein owns Northwest RC. I was just going to say, yeah, I just looked it up, yeah. So do mm. they make aerobatic planes too? Because I sensed a theme in that list, like 3D aerobatic type stuff. Just. Do you see that fits? Uh, yeah, yeah. It looks like a bunch of three D type planes. Oh, so uh, oh there's a biplane. Chris and Ben now run Extreme Flight together. Yeah, and something tells me they merged at some point. I don't remember. So we should uh, yeah find out more about that. But I do remember meeting Ben a few times at uh, Best, and he was always a swell guy. He flew some of my planes for me when I was taking their review photos. So, oh, nice. Yeah. Them. All right. What do you guys want to talk about? Fitz, how's your zero coming along? Uh, I'm making slow but steady progress. Oh, there's a super flight. Yeah, we uh, have uh, something to give away. But yeah, yeah finish this your zero. This is cool. I like this too, though. That's oh. The, oh, that's the other stuff. Make whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> the catalog's in the back of the box. I'll tell you, this the Thermic 20. Can you see the Thermic 20 right there? Again, I can't really see my camera. Yeah, that's something my dad built, and a guy had one for sale, and I gave him a price, and he went, uh, "That would be just for the plans." <laughs> I, I guess I'm not buying it. <laughs> I'm not going to spend more than thirty bucks <laughs> for a little tan toss one, but that would be cool. Yeah. Well, have you oh, determined a winner? I do. I have a winner. All right, are we ready to announce that? If you want, do I? At have some to, point, I, we need to. I think some people who are on the sh who are watching right now may not know unless they heard the last podcast. But what do you mean? That's do that the only reason anybody's watching <laughs> for this. Yeah, they're waiting to see who won. Right. So I uh, picked I picked up uh, items from an estate sale I mentioned earlier, and I got two of these Jet Fifty kits, and I was happy to offer one as a giveaway. So we had a great number of people put their name in for the win, huh. and. Did you winner. Uh, hold on before you go to that? I forgot the requirements you listed because oh. I noticed that several people didn't include address and things like they that. They didn't. Just... <laughs> I'm just gonna have to email them back, <laughs> hopefully. Yeah, did, yeah, they live in Tanzania. <laughs> I probably should say continental US, or I'll make them pay if it's further <laughs> out. And well, well, speaking of which, I made my first international postal package. I mean, I don't know if you guys ever did, but I, I sent oh, yeah, a package to Denmark. And Denmark. thankfully, I was able to get everything done through PayPal. You know, the 
uh, customs document and everything. And I <laughs> took it to the post office and she said, everything looks good. So I'm crossing my fingers. The guy gets his stuff. But uh, I, uh, I hope this is continental U.S. But anyway, I uh, put all the names in a hat and drew out the name. Our winner for the Jet 50 plane is Justin Anger. Hi. Congrats, Justin. Justin, I don't know if you're here. If you are, you have an odd name. Wave, say hi. Congratulations. I will get in contact with you on your email. And then you can hopefully build this and then send us a photo when you're done. And then <laughs> we were talking about this. And, and if you just feel lucky or fun, go get to the JetX <laughs> little, you know, jet pulser or whatever and have fun with it. Yeah, we want to see it fly. But we really want to see it fly with a pulse. With smoke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> smoke behind it. So anyway, congrats, Justin. Thanks for watching. Or excuse me. Thanks for listening and and, and uh, putting your name in the hat. Yeah, cool. But going back to Fitz, you, uh, you're zero. So How's it going? Yeah, the new Legend Hobby series of kits. The Fitz's fabulous fiberglass fighters. Ooh. <laughs> we should make that a little sticker you can slap on the box. Yeah. It's four F, four. Wow. Wow. Four F tertiary. Uh, so yeah, I've been making slow but steady progress on it, kind of tinkering with it each night for the most part. Uh, the wings are really mostly done, other than some uh, putting the gear doors on. Uh, I've been working on the fuselage the past couple of nights, getting the the elevators and rudder set up. Set up. <laughs> um, it's this was going a little slower because there's no instructions. I've kind of got to make it up as I go along. Uh, there were some parts in the kit, but you know, you, you get a couple of things. They're like, "What am I supposed to do with these?" I'm not quite sure what <laughs> this part is. <laughs> so I was like, "Yeah, whatever. I'll just you know kind of make it up as I went." So, uh, so I last night I got the pull pull set up on the rudder. And the elevator set up, so I know I, I got need to do another pull pull for the tail wheel that's next on a on the plate, and then I'll probably go into mounting the motor and just a few more details, and she'll be ready. So I'm hoping to have a uh, busy next few days. Hopefully, it may, maybe by the weekend it'll be done or pretty much done. What no, size? Uh, go ahead, you first. What size speed controller do you have on this thing? Oh, that's the thing. Yeah, it's a good reminder. I don't have one at the moment. I need to either order one or go scavenge one from somewhere. Uh, I'm going to stick probably something around 80 to 100 amp speed controller in it just to really? get some overhead. Yeah, well, 80 probably is fine. Yeah. What's the wingspan? 70 inch. Ooh, 70. Okay. So, yeah, 80 uh, and, and it's going to run off of, I think, 8S is what we're aiming wow. for. Um, so. The H and M Corsair that I have, that I use a Scorpion on, I think it's an eighty amp, and I only run six S. That's why I'm going to hunt you down and shoot you out of the air. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, for the KV motor, I'm using, I think eight S is going to be better. It's a little lower KV because uh, I wanted the option of running a three blade propeller on it. So, um, oh, cool. on the size. side. Yeah, scale size. So we're working on. Um, uh, we're trying to get Tomas is trying to get me a three blade spinner. Comes with a really nice two bladed metal spinner, really, really nice scale looking. And so, but we were talking about said, you know, three blade would look really, really nice on it. So, uh, if I went with a higher KV motor, the three blade would be too small or smallish. Uh, so I'm excited to get it working. There's some, there's, I got some nitpicks on the kit. So I'm going to give us some feedback, say, you know, this, this and that probably should be changed or tweaked a little bit. But for, for the most part, it, it's coming along, coming along. 
pretty good. So I look forward to getting in the air. Yeah, I've been seeing your post about it on Instagram, and it looks like the finish on it's pretty good. It's kind of a matte finish. And, yeah, it's uh, got a matte finish, two tone, the, the green and gray. Um, <laughs> are the watch markings? Out for, watch out for tape. <laughs> what reference is that? Fits? Tape. Tape. Be careful where you put tape. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there that's all. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> yeah. <I'm>, uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyways. <laughs> anyways. <laughs> so, are uh, all the insignia and other markings pre-painted on there? Uh, yes. Actually, these are water slide decals. So they're real thin. Yeah. Big ones. Uh, yeah, big ones. Yeah, I was surprised, but they put. Uh, it doesn't have a whole lot of decals on it. Uh, I don't know if they're going to have a decal sheet or something. It's just basically got the the couple of meatballs and um, some. Did I? My phone with me. Um, some kill markings, which most Japanese planes don't have a whole lot of kill markings on them, but that's right. And I can't remember if there's anything on the tail. For some reason, I'm drawing a blank. Oh yeah, okay. There's some lettering on the tail. I'm looking at my phone. Um, so it came like that. I didn't put them on. Mm-hmm. Probably ultimately it would be nice. It didn't come with anything. You just put on what you want. Right. So uh, maybe one suggestion I make to it. And as again, these are, this is semi-prototype pre-production kit. So I had no manual. Um, I don't know if they've flown. I think they have, but I don't know. Really? So you might be doing I don't the, remember. the initial You're like flight. like the Tony Accurso of Motion RC planes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we'll see how it all works and how it, well it balances and stuff. So this is all new territory. Hey, speaking, so, of, speaking of that, I'm going to just do a side note. When Tony was doing his walkthrough and yeah. I was following on, he mentioned that Motion's coming out with some new planes and he's he's either had his hands on them or uh, has uh, been discussed. So, Oh, really? So he's still working with them. Okay. Well, I guess so. About that. so I, will, I will ask him kindly if he wants to put in the good word that we'll be happy to announce new aircraft you know yeah he was a preliminary shows to announce them especially if he's gonna fly him that'd be fun yeah yeah it seems like he's been really busy doing all kinds of stuff lately i told him if it's not if it's not an o2a then he can't uh he can't be on our show anymore (laughs) (laughs) no pressure no pressure you're talking a Mixmaster or Skymaster? Skymaster. Yeah. We, were ta- we already talked about that before to him. You know, he needs to get yeah. them to build a, a, you know, the gray O2 Skymaster. I found one for you, buddy. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that, wind, that windshield needs a lot of polishing. <laughs> you want a one-one one one scale one? Yeah. One-one scale. I bet you'll be there next weekend, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot to look up the registration number on that, too. Hey, oh, know, yeah. I've got it somewhere. Yeah, yeah, someone uh, you posted it. Uh, yeah. You know, I've got my Skymaster behind me, my 3D printed one, and Austin and I went out to go fly. I, I don't know if it's, I think maybe was we went out to see you too, but it was just too windy that day. So I'm sad that I didn't get to fly it before I, mm. you know, winged myself here. Um, that would have been, I would have enjoyed flying that again. So I, I have a Skymaster. I am quite content with the one I have. Mm. So, what's your prognosis for flying before the show? This actually, uh, it's got to be uh, some stuff you can fly. I know my buddy George had mentioned his, his uh, surgery. I think he had the same thing. I don't know if anybody else has had shoulder surgery, but I I don't recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to say I didn't think it through. Luckily, I'll be kind of recovering during the summer. But I'm heading up to Oshkosh 
in July. And I'm really looking forward to that with my family. So I'd like to be able to move my arm around come come that trip because I want to fly at the EAA Museum. Hmm. So right now I've been told it's another four weeks of no movement. And I can already feel my, uh, what do they what do they call it when your muscles can... Atrophy? Atrophy. Yeah. I just, it just stinks. So, I mean, I can only do so much because I can't stretch it. And you were talking about metal in your arm. I think I got metal here now. I don't think I've ever had to have metal bolts in my arm before, but they, when they reattached <laughs> parts. So I, I just, I'm sad. I just, it's, it's very difficult to hold. I mean, I have to, I can type for a while if I let my arm rest at the right height, uh, but I don't know how long it'll be until I can hold a transmitter. And I certainly can't throw a plane. <laughs> so well, I'm sure people would launch for you, but it just, uh, you know, flying a three channel model with one hand, I'm sure you could. Yeah. Can you, can you get like a little single stick <laughs> transmitter? Um, the I next could. strap. Uh, I, I think I'll just have my kids build me tray. A, a, a podium so I can. How about a tray? Transmitter tray and a little single stick. Yeah. I've got one. I'll send it to you. There you go. You can hook up the throttle to a foot pedal. Yeah. There you go. Like a little hot foot. Can't, hot foot. can't we, can't, can't we do Firefox now? You know, or just think, yeah, you know, just, just gotta think in Russian. For me, it'd have to be like pig Latin or something. <laughs> uh, so we'll see. Uh, but I'm still enjoying the hobby, so it hasn't busted my my hopes and dreams yet. So, you know, I did get the other P38, and I was going to mention to Fitz, I, I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast, but I did get the Motion RC P38, but before I you know, finished it, I went ahead and bought the upgraded power package. So, you know, uh. I want to get that installed and fly like fits. Oh, the Flightline P38. Mm. Yeah. yeah. From yeah. Motion, yeah. yeah. Well, you bought it secondhand. Yeah. I did. Yeah. And <laughs> I just never, secondhand, get it? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Oh, gosh. Uh, anyway. That's good. Oh. What's the wingspan on that thing? <laughs> it's this big okay thank you for that never mind i guess i have to go to the google i don't remember is it's it's a good size it's not in here it's up in my office uh yeah i'm, I'm looking forward to flying it it's a you know what i'm looking at the um the red bull p38 terry it's probably just a little bit bigger than that hmm. so those wingtips ought to really get flapping on that one uh 63 <laughs> inch yeah that's about right yeah 1.6 mooms it's it's well, a heavy sucker. It's as, it's about as heavy as the the Tiger Cat. So it ain't no uh, light loaded. But I'm, that's I think it's another reason why I got the the bigger power package because all my other P38s are they're not well except for the for except for that one where I can throttle up are pretty mm -hmm. slow. So this this one should be fun. Like I said, I'll be able to keep up with the fits. Oh, it's got a whole bunch of flaps on it too. That's nice. It does. <laughs> all right. Anyway. Enough about me. Terry? What's the question? Whatever. You got, whatever. You got something you're working on? or to... um, Sort of. I've got to wrap up. Um, I've got to wrap up my previous review, and i got a new one to start. So interesting okay. story. Well, quasi-interesting. Last weekend, last Saturday, I went to that swap meet in uh, Warsaw, New York, which is about an hour southeast of where I am in Buffalo. Uh, neat swap meet. I was 
not really sure how big it was going to be because there wasn't much advertisement for it. I just happened to see a mention about it in Eric Williams' uh, Facebook uh, feed, and it didn't have a picture or anything. And you know, Eric is the vice president for my district. Yeah. yeah. So uh, anyway, I in that little blurb, it said there'll be 12 tables there. I'm like, yeah, that sounds pretty small. But I went anyway, and it was just in one hangar. It was kind of small. There was some neat full-scale airplanes in there. But there was probably 40 or 50 people around. And I took five airplanes to sell, ended up selling three of them. And because, like I said, I'm moving to Chicago in a year, so I need to start offloading some stuff that I don't fly anymore. And uh, so I took planes to get rid of and sold three of them. And I bought five. <laughs> five? <laughs> five. But wow, if you look I at thought it, that was bad. <laughs> if you look at it in terms of volume that the airplanes take up, I'm still ahead because, you know, I bought <laughs> Look at volume. Well, look, I bought stuff you like Look at cubic mass. Uh, I'm still ahead. <laughs> I bought basically three indoor airplanes. There's this oh, okay. micro Lazy B and then a UMX P47, which is the brushless thing. And I bought that. Like I had just walked in the door and I saw it on the floor and I saw the price. I didn't open the box. I just said, here, take my money. He's like, don't, like, don't you want to look at it? I'm like, yeah, fine. But here, take my money first. <laughs> because for the price he was asking for, I'm like, if I just yank the stuff out and two of the servos are missing, I'm still ahead of the yeah, game. It's good just for the guts. Huh? Yeah, but it looks brand new. It's obviously been flown, but there's no damage to it. So now I got to fly it as a P-47 before I can part it out. But uh, anyway, so I got that. I also got a UMX, what is it, an extra, one of those profile planes that has the film type stuff on it. It's a, a foam airframe with all the holes cut out, and then I covered it and stuff. And that's a oh. brush system, but also got a super deal on that. And it looks to be a basically brand new airplane. So there's three teeny tiny airplanes that I paid almost no money for. So I'm ahead on money and I'm ahead on volume. So I'm not worried about that. And then there are two other planes, which are both about 50-inch span each, that I couldn't turn down the deals. Um, planes that are essentially brand new that are worth way more than their scrap value. Or did I say that right? For what I paid for them, I'd still be way ahead if I just yanked out the gear. So I couldn't leave them there. So <laughs> Kind of like yeah. fits in the trailer. Yeah. yeah, you just couldn't yeah. leave it there. I just couldn't yeah. leave it there. And you know, with the P forty seven, I got it right away because I knew somebody was going to buy it. With this other stuff, I didn't notice it until I'd been there over an hour, and lots of other people had picked them up and you know, looked at them, whatever. And for whatever reason, didn't buy them. But as soon as I saw them, I'm like, oh wow, I can't not buy this. I assumed there was something wrong with them, or they were just hollow airframes. But they had all the servos, speed controls, receivers. One of them has a fly scout receiver, but the other's a spectrum receiver. I'm like, all right, I gotta get this. Yeah, come and, up with a term for that or something where you you've been to a SWAT meet for a while and then you see something you didn't see before. It's like, how did I miss this? It's like right? phantom model or something. Yeah. Yeah. And one of them, not only did it have the receiver, all the servos, it basically a bind and fly model, it had an extra set of wings with servos in the ailerons for that. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, I couldn't walk away. So um, so I've got all those things here and I need to figure out what to do with them. But in addition to the five airplanes I bought, when I came home, my next review model was here as well. So I got rid of three and picked up six in one day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and my review model's kind of big. Really? So, Range of pores, huh? 
yeah. But am I complaining? Mm-mm. Are you allowed to say what the review model is? Or if you're going to ask, I will. Are you asking? I don't know. Shall we ask Lee? Yeah. It's the uh, E flight FW one hundred and ninety. Ah, the fucker wolf. The biggin. The biggin. Yeah. The fucker wolfin. Yeah. All right. So uh, I'm still waiting on the battery to arrive, but uh, the plane is here, and I took it out of the box today. It's a big sucker. I was yeah. surprised. Yeah, you'll find the insides. There's a lot of space inside for whatever, small yeah. animals, uh, babies. <laughs> yeah, I uh, <laughs> took the canopy slash hat slash hatch off, and it's got these huge uh, chokes on it. The yeah, choke. yeah, yeah. So they're, they're not fooling around one, with that thing. Doesn't this one have the snap-on wing tips as well, like the PPD one? Yeah, it's a three-piece wing. I love that, man. Yeah. How much? Uh, how much would you, a good price be for that P fifty one if you saw it at a swap meet? Fits. Uh, I don't know. At a, I mean, a swap meet price, not a retail yeah, price or something. Swap meet price. I don't know. Two hundred, maybe. That's okay. wide open because some people abuse the airplanes. That's true. Yeah. What condition is it in? <laughs> I, I would. I would give it an eight, eight or nine. Eight or nine. Yeah. You might get about two hundred for it. Okay, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I I wasn't gonna pay his price. <laughs> What's the new price? Oh, his his. Uh, I don't know what is the new price. Three seventy nine, three ninety nine for the P fifty one. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. P fifty one depends on which version. One of them is like five hundred. Oh. Okay. The yeah, buy and fly with a safe. I, I saw I saw it. I went. I, I, I enjoyed flying yours. Yeah, I saw one at Randy's swap meet. And I you still have yours, Fitz? Yeah, I still have it. Yeah. Okay. Maybe you could bring that one to uh, Round Top in your big oh, trailer. Yeah. <laughs> think I should bring the trailer? That's I why do. you bought it. I yeah, think I know. you should bring the trailer. You come by my house, I put more stuff yeah. in it, and we go test yeah. out your trailer and go to Round Top together. Yeah. I don't see why not. Well, you need to let Austin have his hands on that sucker. On a trailer? P-51? No, the P-51. Oh. The <laughs> <laughs> <A> trailer. <laughs> uh, Although, I, oh. I mean, if anybody follows along, my, my son is 16. Uh, earlier this week, it was the first time I let him drive my Suburban. So he's only the second person to drive my Suburban. I think, oh, I'm, no. actually, I think Cindy drove it once when we were test driving it. But Austin drove it the other day for me. And I just, you know, I needed him to know how to drive it. And he, he was having fun. Maybe too much fun. What does this button do? What does this button do? <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But so, so speaking of trailer, I've started collecting uh, upgrades for it. That I'll be working on over, hopefully. Already? What does it need? Lazy boy. Uh, working on the power setup and the Other lights. Other than a proper tow vehicle. Well, you had, you had mentioned putting the solar panel on the roof. Yes. So I uh, ordered a power, a uh, solar panel charge controller and some mounting. Joshua Orchard's videos on that? Yes, I did. In fact, I contacted him and had a discussion with him back and forth. So, uh, so we, we've been talking about it and it's, he had a neat, he had neat flexible solar panels because his top of his trailer is curved. So he got the flexible ones that can sort of can bendy that kind of stuff. And, mm-hmm. um, so right now, I think the last thing I need to get is a power inverter. I'm still kind of mulling over which one to get. But I think I've narrowed it down to a couple choices. Uh, it's, it's got an air conditioner. <laughs> got an air conditioner, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you have a generator that will run that? I don't have a generator. Hmm. You need one. So, 
Yeah, it's it's a fight with the wife. <laughs> I want to get a generator. She's like, no, we don't. We never lose power except the time we do lose power. No, but, well, that's not meant for the house. It's meant for your your aviation events. Yeah. So I was going to use solar panels and batteries, and that that sh- should do what I need. The the solar the uh, air conditioner probably not going to run except for maybe in transit to and from. Once you get to you where you're going, just open the doors and let it cool yeah, out. It's it's Texas. You run the AC while you're driving. Why not? But I, I guess, but it's hot. There's no venting. Uh, <laughs> There's no cooling. It's okay, closed. I'm just trying to wrap my head around it. I, I'm not saying you're wrong. I just hadn't considered it. You do that in the car. What power? Well, you're not sitting in your trailer. <laughs> just the planes are. Blocks of ice in it. The same planes that sit in your garage year round. So, yeah, what well. powers the AC when you're on the road? Is it a DC air conditioner? No, no, no. I'll have a power inverter. So it'll be batteries, solar panel, and then a power inverter to convert to DC into AC. Okay. And how many watts does that thing need? Oh, you can get like a... It's probably three, 400 watts, maybe 500 max for AC, but you can get inverters that are 1,000 watts easily, 1,500 watts. Okay. So it's not a problem with the inverter. I use a I use a pure sine wave inverter, which will be a nice, clear, clean AC signal. I used them before. That's how I set up my off grid uh, workshop in my old house. I had mm-hmm. solar. I had no. I had it had air conditioning and AC power and lights and stuff, but it had no connection to the grid. It was all solar panel and batteries and inverters. Right. So I've done this before, and it ran an air conditioner, little little small efficient air conditioner. Okay. I will no, tell I, you, I've been toying with the idea of putting solar panels on my garage and running my workshop just off of that to get off the grid. Yeah, you can do that. You're going to need a bunch of them. You're going to need. Would you be off the grid or just less on the grid? Less on the grid. Yeah, okay. This section would be right. well, not so on the grid. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. That's power. I've seen some charging setups at the field where somebody has an AC charger. So they've got an inverter running off their car battery. That now that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you got the double conversion there. Yeah, you lose efficiency doing that. That's yeah, try not to I'll, do that. But nice heat generator. But I'm going to use uh, try to use a pretty efficient setup and then in a trailer that I even could use as a backup. If you lose power, I could plug a refrigerator into it or something, to, an extension cord as a then, emergency then use only. Carbon monoxide poisoning instead of cold or something. Huh? You would have to run your car, right? To run the inverter? No, solar panel, solar powered. Oh, oh, okay. It's in the trailer. Oh, I was thinking you're still pulling off your battery. But no, hey. no, not at all. It's totally off grid. Only solar panel. The batteries are a battery bank inside the trailer. Gotcha. That's separate okay. from the car. I get that part, but I I wasn't putting the inverter together with that. Now I oh, see. Okay. Yes. You would think I would hey. understand a little more about solar energy. <laughs> you <laughs> would think. You did? Oh, man. Oh. I, 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 maybe y'all aren't reading minds. Maybe I'm just transmitting the data into your head. Maybe that's why. <laughs> I was about to say that. Don't you know someone who can get you into the solar power equipment? Someone we know? <laughs> oh, it's right. Give me a deal, Terry. I don't get a deal on that stuff. Oh, well, never mind then. Yeah. No, I already had the panels. The dumpsters in the back, though, Terry, even now and then, they've probably got mm-hmm. <laughs> some that are, you know, slightly damaged. What I think is the expensive part, the panels I already have. So it, it's a cheap 
cheap thing to relatively cheap to do this on a trailer. Right. Well, while I'm thinking about it, um, I got a text from Steve Nisgoda a little while ago. That's um, a new project he's working on. So I'll share with you two guys after the show. But Steve, it looks amazing. So I can't wait to see it. And um, yeah, nobody else gets to see it right now. They'll just have to wait. But I assume it'll be on their website, 13th Squadron. Is it .com? Sorry, I don't remember that part, but 13th Squadron. Dot fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> so I assume it'll be up there. <laughs> I'm going I'm to interject real quick because we, we are all over the place. We don't have our agenda. But I want I want to share for our viewers and for my buddies, uh, Terry and Fitz, uh, Austin made you guys something. I haven't mailed it to you yet, but I think being that this is our – five-year anniversary, this is a good time. But uh, I mentioned in a couple episodes, Austin was doing some engineering projects. Mm -hmm. And one of them was the Cessna rebuild. But he also has been using a, a laser printer. Uh, he's, I'm, I'm so glad to, that he's doing this kind of stuff in school. This was, we had mentioned, I don't know, to some other people that we kind of lost, you know, the wood shop, you know, and metal shop. And for me, this engineering class is, you know, it's not as heavy duty as using a hammer and nail. But, you know, he, he does these really cool projects, but he made these for you guys. Oh, cool. Is yeah. that plexiglass? It's plexiglass. Laser said laser, laser printer. Laser engraved. Yeah. Laser, laser engraved. I said yeah. printer. I'm sorry. Yeah. Engraved. So each of you get an RC round table. Oh. I now cool. have a coaster for my shiner. So yeah, that's exactly go, yeah. it. So I, these are overdue. He did these a couple of weeks ago, but while I'm talking about my son and I'm going to, you know, be a proud dad today, he showed me something <laughs> and I don't have a picture of it, but they give these kids, these projects. It's kind of like a Pinewood Derby car. They say, here you go, you know, build something out of this. And so their project was to do these little solar, uh, sorry, I can't use my other hand. Um, solar powered car. They basically give you all the parts and you had to put it together and make it work. But darn it, my son went, he went Terry. <laughs> he said, I got to do more than this. So the car, the front axle piece of wood, he cut and he turned into a point and he, he CA'd a hinge between the back part and the front part vertically. Okay. This is where it gets yeah. cool. You see a hinge so that the front axles would pivot on the hinge. He then nice. had a UMX and I think it was from a champ. Like, because we were talking about, I remember this whole story when I went to the Georgetown swap meet, I paid some guy 20 bucks for an old champ and he put the little servos there to steer the front wheels. Oh, cool. And then he put the motor on it to push it with, or just to, maybe just to look cool. But then he also put the motor with the propeller on it. So it drives the solar power. He can also steer it. Oh really? <laughs> it is cool. I'll I'll try to get a picture of it and I'll send it. Like I'll do the before, like the kit they give you, and then what Austin did to it. But oh, that's awesome. That is cool. It it almost uh, made me feel okay not to yell at him too much for messing up my workbench today. <laughs> well, you're not using it. I know that's exactly where I was going. It's like I, that's why I didn't get too mad. I just said, hey, when you put take tools out, put them back. But in that, that's kind of cool. So I'm I'm looking forward to the stuff he designs, and who knows, maybe he'll have the the next flying uh, UAS on Mars or there somewhere else. Yeah, everybody Euro starts somewhere. Europa. Yeah. <laughs> Europa. <laughs> All right, cool. we're ready to put a bow on it. Yeah, it was fun. Thanks everybody who chimed in and talked with us. 
and uh, I'll do another giveaway next time. How's that? Just of course you. Will. For for those of you who are here, tune into the next podcast. I'll I'll have another giveaway. You guys have a heads up on it. I'm sure it'll be something that that Terry bought. I'll just <laughs> offer him one, of his, one of his swap meet items. Yeah, you got extra planes now. You can give whatever one. We now have signature coasters. Well, yeah, I guess I could make him do some more for us, right? Yeah, you know, I was just thinking that. What if you can you make one to give away? I will ask him. That may be the giveaway. So, guys, yeah. if you want your own RC roundtable coaster, <laughs> I'll go Wait. put my I'll go put my child to work. <laughs> <laughs> Volunteer your son. <laughs> with, Wait, what'd you say? Wait for with school equipment. Yeah. So, how thick is that plexi? I didn't realize how thick that is. Ah, crack. <laughs> <laughs> Eighth inch. Three That's millimeter. Yeah. All right. Uh, Four millimeter. Just enough. Yeah. Yeah, okay. about an eighth of an inch. All right. Cool. I look forward to it. I might. I might well, throw in some more goodies too. <laughs> well, I have to say, it's been a wonderful, fascinating, and uh, awe-inspiring. No, just kidding. Five years from this all started from a conversation in a. In a long road trip, <laughs> and here we are, huh? right. <laughs> going coast to coast to advance. Met lots of people, done some interesting things. Uh, it's just amazing. We see people from all around the world. We we talk to and get messages from, uh, even people that have better internet connection than I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, and uh, although although we'll be ending here soon, and our chat will be closed, uh, you are always. Always welcome to email us, contact at rcroundtable.com or go to our Facebook page, uh, private message just there or start a conversation, uh, especially if you guys have ideas of what you want us to do on the show. We, we, we will banter all the time, but if you guys have stuff you'd like to talk about, uh, we'll jump on it. Well, from my perspective, the last five years have been a very dynamic period in my life, moving across the country, changing jobs, kids going off to college or a kid going off to college, and I'm preparing to move again and start all over. So this podcast, you guys, the the people we interact with, it's been a source of uh, comfort and consistency that has helped me stay grounded a lot. And I don't mean that in any I was about to say, we are the ones who keep you grounded. Yeah. Wink, wink, no pun intended. So anyway, so I, in addition to all the fun things we do and the fun people we talk to, there's, it serves that purpose for me and I wouldn't trade it for anything. So thank you. What are we going to put on our flight fest? <laughs> <laughs> when one of you buys a hundred acre farm. Okay. Yeah. Right. yeah. Let's start working on that lottery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Man, next place I move to, hundred acre personal flying field. Yeah, and Get nobody will city. tell you where to park your trailer. Exactly. Well, shoot, I'm also going to have like little houses built for you guys. I don't want you guys leaving. Little huts. <laughs> you, might, you might as well stick around. <laughs> Cabana number three. <laughs> On the lake, please. Okay. Oh, yeah, we, <sighs> we, oh, yeah, you know what? Plane. Before we close, when's the last time you've done a float fly? Float fly. Uh, neat. So last September. It's, uh, I think it's your field. Last time I had too many float flying. There's a plate, there's a club out. Uh, I'm not sure if it was Phil Hinkle's club, but uh, the one out near Austin, there's a club that does a float fly, pretty big one. Of course, it's what a two, three hour drive from us, but Philip Hinkle lives in Wisconsin. No, no, I'm sorry, it was Phil. 
the the other guy who got killed remember his name. The other the guy who looks like a guy. Um uh, <laughs> I went out there for the uh um, one with the arms. Oh, the that's arms. right. That you had the shot of the plane going in, right? Yes, yes. That, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The pony or the uh, was it a pony or is it I think it was a was a ag, it was a ag wagon. Okay. I think it was a pony. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and they said George. they have a nice George George, George Wilson, Wilson, that's it. Yeah, not, yes. not Austin, San Antonio. Is it San Antonio? Okay. If so George was yeah. still here, he'd be screaming. Out that way right somewhere. <laughs> but it looked like a real nice place to have a float fly. And they said they do have a float fly every once uh, once a year. So it might be something worth going to one of these years. Yeah. Uh, I, the reason it was on my mind, I, I crossed paths with my uh my otter, my otter, um, not my otter, two, three, four, although that has floats too. My mm. beaver. I I kept the floats on my beaver. Because I just want to make that a float plane. So I know my uh, field has a pond, but I was thinking it'd be great to to go find another place. So that was just on my mind. Sorry, I got off us, got off the topic. No, there. no, no, no. <laughs> hey, it's the RC roundtable. We're talking RC stuff. Put flo- put floats on the zero. It'd be nice to find a place to to have a nice float fly here in Houston. I don't think there really is one ever, is there? Well, we could do a UMX float fly at your place during the event. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, speaking of that, yeah. Speaking of that, I'm planning on having another one in June, mid June ish, third weekend of June. The fabulous regatta, whatever. Yeah. It's this fantastic flotilla of fun. That's yes. the one. I think the 19th is what I'm looking at. So okay. Just, so, just FYI. Do you know how you can tell that we like doing the show together? Because when we say we're done and we're closing up, it's a good ten to fifteen minutes. <laughs> we keep we talking about it. Yeah. And, like and by the way, we, this is not the only time we talk. We talk. I talked to Fitz today, so or I was texting him today, and Terry and I talk almost every day. And I make fun of his car blinker, so that's just one of the things we do all the time. <laughs> if you heard his car blinker, you'd agree. Oh, that's the one you can hear two states away. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, all Real right. I think we should wrap it up, guys. For those who stuck around, the the last oh, how many nine people left? <laughs> Thanks for sticking with us, guys. We do like this hobby, and we sure enjoy uh, sharing it with you guys. Yep, indeed. Greatest hobby in the world. Amen. Please visit our website at rcroundtable.com where you can send us comments and suggestions or listen to our other great podcasts. Where you will also find links to our iTunes and social media sites. Thanks for listening. Say goodbye, Fitz. Goodbye, Fitz. Say goodbye, Terry. Goodbye, Terry.